Welcome to the Function Well Podcast, where we bring you our holistic view on fitness, covering mindset, nutrition, movement, and restoration to help you perform at your peak, not just in the gym, but in all aspects of life. Sit back and relax as your host, Darren, brings you inspirational members, coaches, and practitioners from the Function Well community and special guests. All right, so before we kick into this month's podcast, I'm just going to bring you what we've got happening here at the Function Well community. So we've got our Bali retreat at the end of this month, which I'm really excited about and got an awesome group of people to head over there and um, immerse ourselves in the Function Well way of life. Um, next week, we've got some exciting new equipment coming for the gym floor, so there'll be a bit of a new layout on the gym floor. We've got some high intensity uh, gear, well, some gear coming for our high intensity classes, which will uh, bring some variety and a uh, bit of spice to our Metcon and HIT and EST classes. Um, we've also got two new ref- Plati Reformer beds arriving for our new Reformer studio, which, uh, yeah, yeah, really, really pumped for that. We've got an amazing new re- dedicated studio for our reformer pilates which opens first of june um with that so if you get started on our yin and yang plus pilates membership before the first of june um you'll receive your first two weeks free so get jump on our website and check that one out uh 11th of may johnny's busy and the coaches downstairs busy organizing our in-house crossfit comp which is a fundraiser for um one of our oh, in support of sarah one of our members so um, get along and support that. Um, it's going to be a really exciting morning and you'll see some uh, fit weapons in action. Um, and then stay tuned in the coming weeks. We'll have a free 30-day lifestyle challenge starting in sort of mid to late June. All right, so I'm here with my good mate and uh, long-term function world coach, well, the longest-term function world coach, the uh, famous Chris Muckett. Um so excited to have Mucky on the, the podcast, um, and yeah, we're gonna today we're gonna talk through Mucky's recent experience uh, with Dennis uh, over in America in preparation for his world title shot. But he with Mucky, it could go anywhere. So buckle up, it should be a good podcast. Good to have you on, Mucky. Oh, thanks, mate. Good introduction. <laughs> <laughs> so as I said, um, you know we're, we're gonna chat about Dennis and you know, the preparation for that world title fight. And um, yeah, so Dennis has been a long-term athlete of Function Well, you know, using the restoration zone for his recovery and then was using the gym for a long period of time just doing his own training. Mm. How did it happen that Dennis, um, I suppose, um, wanted to start working with you? How did that happen? Well, yeah, no, um, obviously he'd been coming into um, function well and uh, we um, had been going to his fights and and, and making sure that we were uh, getting out and watching you know the, all the ones around Brisbane and uh, along and supporting yes yeah, we all uh, as a as a community and um, um, I, I just liked the way he held himself and he was coming into the gym and always liked to watch what you know a professional athlete was doing he was actually coming into the gym and not doing the right exercises in my opinion and uh, I just pulled him up I said mate what are you doing and he's like what do you mean and I said you're not training properly and you should be doing this and that and then he said oh 
okay, and I said, well, how about this? Come and, uh, and I'll, I'll train you and, uh, and we'll do a couple of sessions and, and see if you like it. And we'll go from there. And then basically we, he liked the way that I was um, um, doing a couple of things and, and we all start, started from there. And uh, how long has Dennis been training with you now? Two, two and a half years. Has yeah. it been that long? Yeah. time flies. Yeah, I said the same thing. And um, so when Dennis, is, Dennis first started training with you, what were his goals? Oh, uh, yeah, straight away, yeah, he's, was, yeah, he wanted the world title belt. Um, yeah. And um, I said, I'd, you know, work, work hard with him and um, obviously um, try and achieve that goal with him. Yep. Yeah. And from a, is it, um, you know, athletic standpoint, was there anything specific that you identified or that he wanted to work on to make him a better boxer? Oh, uh, um, well, I just yeah identified straight away what he needed, and watching his fights, like um, we we needed to work on his strength in the gym. So yeah, obviously um, he come in, we tested, and his tests were below what I uh, thought he should be um, as a uh, as a boxer. And um, we worked on those and, and set some goals and um, that's a big thing with Dennis and then and if you give him something to work on he'll um, he'll achieve it. Yeah, yeah, so it was it's all about um, sitting down and um, setting those goals and, and going from there and yeah. And um, so yeah, I mean he's definitely improved his, his strength and power, you know, that's um, I see there's two key factors in that of um, as you touched on, you know, seen Dennis's journey since he's been in Australia, all these fights, but without doubt, his his last four, um, you know, has been a significant improvement. But he just keeps getting better and better each fight, and uh, you know, I think with the combination of the work he's doing in the gym and obviously under the tutelage of his trainer Glenn Rushton, yeah, um, you know, and we'll, we'll touch on his world title fight, but. You know, for a boxer of Dennis's age, he just keeps getting better and better, mm. um, like significantly better. Uh, he's pretty easy to work with. Uh, um, so, yeah, the key for him is accountability and uh, making sure he's he's looking after his body because he trains so hard. Yeah, so yeah. it's like ridiculous. And look, I've been out and watched him spar with Jeff Horn out at um, Glenn's house. Um, and, um, and I remember the first time I went out there and... Um, uh, the workload was medium um, on on Glenn's um, periodization of that week, and um, I was there for two hours and forty seven minutes, um, and um, and yeah, that was a medium session. <laughs> so I was blown away. Like I kept saying, "Oh, that's surely that's it, that's it." No, and they yeah, and so working that hard, I got to see uh, you know what he was doing, but. When we went into camp, it was really um, eye-opener for me, like to be able to turn up and um, give 120% every session for every effort, yeah. Um, so yeah, just basically working on um, the, the major things for recovery were sleep and, and nutrition and, and, and then all the other things that come around that were compression and ice bars and sauna and steam and yeah, yeah all those. Um, um, supplements and yeah, making sure he was under that. So yeah, no, he's 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 good. And uh, yeah, in um, you know Dennis's preparation, he's absolutely meticulous, isn't he? He, yeah. he leaves no stone left unturned. He's 
he's I suppose you know you were a professional athlete as an NRL player and obviously have seen a lot of professional athletes in your time but have you seen one more dedicated than than Dennis? Um, no definitely not <laughs> uh, so he won't mind me saying but he um, is not the most talented in, in regards to, as an athlete uh, Dennis but all these efforts that he puts outside yeah. makes him world class yeah it's um it's uh it's easy to work with and um, i've just got to remind him sometimes or, um about little things that he might forget about um and uh yeah no but other than that very easy to work with yeah and um so let's talk about the uh his recent world title um experience so before mm. we get into the the controversial result of that fight um give us a bit of insight into the camp um you know I, you know i was fortunate to spend a little bit of time over there with you guys and was just blown away with the level of professionalism and just every little detail that was considered um by yourself um mark rockley who was in the camp from wild kitchen and uh obviously murray thornton that helped um, put this camp together so yeah fill us in Marky, from when you arrived and and uh a snapshot of the camp yeah so um i'll just start like uh we, he got told six weeks out normally it's 12 weeks out that you'll you prepare for a fight so uh the Mungia tech camp thought they had one up on him there but he had been training with me quite hard before that um so um it actually worked in our favour, I believe, because Dennis had been training. I didn't want him training too hard because he, he doesn't know when to, when to, um, you know, not go so hard. So um, it was it was good for us. Yeah. So we had um, basically um, three weeks to prepare here in Australia um, with um, some solid weights and, and um, getting getting um, prepared uh, for the trip. Yeah, and then. When we got over there, it was something to be seen in regards to um, how hard he went with his training, and um, yeah, he um, the areas of of note were just um, actually in on the heavy bag where he just continually was hitting for over two hundred punches per round, yeah. and it was blowing me away and um, getting his heart rate back down under. A, a hundred in, in less than a minute. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and that was that was unbelievable. Um, watching him in work, uh, in in doing that work. Yeah. I uh, yeah I seen two of those heavy bag <coughs> sessions. Um, the uh, yeah, like you said, did you know two hundred punches per round for twelve rounds on a heavy bag, and they're not little tap punches. It was. Mm. It was just absolutely incredible to uh, to watch someone be able to punch at that intensity for for twelve rounds, um, and then not only the twelve rounds, but then Glenn would take him for six or so rounds after that on the on the pads. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So had a lot of the world class boxers having a look over. Um, so we were uh, fortunate enough to go into um, um, uh, okay. famous. Uh, Freddie Roach's gym uh, in um, uh, Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, and that was cool. Um, we got in there and um, uh, Jesse uh, Vargas. Uh, he sparred with him, and Jesse just had a, another fight on the weekend. He's 
Did he win? He won, yeah. Did he? Right. And, and Dennis um, sparred him and, and did quite well against him. Um, and that was really got my confidence up seeing him seeing him handle Jesse, who's um, had a world title um, belt already. Yeah. And then um, I was like, okay, this is um, this is exciting. Um, and uh, and just seeing Freddie um, interested in um, what we were doing and. Yeah, it was cool for him to um, come and say hi and, uh, and and coming outside of the gym um, into the car to say goodbye to us and and um, shaking Dennis's hand and letting him know that he was guaranteed that he was going to go really well against Mungia and uh, his style will disrupt him and yeah. And that is it. But we'll, so before we'll go a step back because I, I want to mm. um, obviously come back to the fight but yeah, the... the the sparring, the quality sparring against Jesse Vargas, and and uh, it was you know I got to go to one of those sparring sessions, and uh, just absolutely incredible to see the intensity and two world class fighters mm. deep in their camp was uh, amazing, and obviously to go to Wild Card was an honour. Um, but uh, yeah, so I went and visited you guys oh, yeah, back yeah. in Venice, yeah. and so Venice is where the camp was that yeah. you guys had set up, and run us through. I suppose uh, the house and the day to day, what what a day would look like in, in the fight camp. Yeah, so um, uh, first couple of days, just setting up, and getting used to the place and rocks is um, finding, um, uh, you know, food to supply uh, and make sure we were eating, you know, eating well. That was the whole plan of having him over there. Yeah. Um, and then um, um, a guy from the uh, uh, the airport picked us up and um, his name was Abdul and um, he was cool and I asked him what his nickname was and he's like people call me Big Daddy <laughs> so he got gave a nice calming um, uh, feeling throughout the camp to start and then he wasn't part of the camp but um, uh, two days in I said Big Daddy you, you got to drive for us the whole camp yeah. and he was like I'm in he loved it so <laughs> Um, I have been, um, before we went over, like, I've obviously been on the, um, a lot of football camps and um, that feeling of um, um, being together as a team is really important, but um, just, I love the, listening to the podcast and, um, and have listened to Joseph Parker and Anthony Joshua's camps and just getting everyone involved with everything uh, that they're doing was important and um I thought that would be really, really beneficial um, for for the camp. So uh, basically, from um, everything that we did, so uh, Dennis does a run every night. Um, so the whole camp, we all went running with Dennis. Yeah. Um, which was not good for me, but I, <laughs> I, I plugged along and did my best. But uh, uh, so yeah. Um, got into the Wim Hof breathing every day and Dennis does that twice a day or he does his meditations. We did the meditations together and um, uh, come up with procedures in the morning um, where we would uh, uh, go through our stretch stretching and um, make sure that uh, he was uh, stretched um, and ready to go before he went to training yeah. so there was no chance of injury. Where in the past, um, because Dennis trained so hard, um, he he can um, pick up little injuries, yeah. and just uh, just being relaxed and being onto it, having 
me around the whole time on into him and stretching him every night and the um, deep tissues though yeah, massage him we had a massage therapist that come in twice a week and then other than that i was i hired a table out and massaged um him on the areas that he needed every night yeah oh man um yeah it was just unbelievable feeling um yeah being being all positive and um man i was like i was sore from the training we were doing and um i was just thinking like dennis was so um, inspirational um he never whinged once and um well, he was so focused and it just made everyone um yeah. want to be there for him so the uh yeah the, it was you know just the perfect house everything was considered you know from when i went to visit you guys the actual house that you had it wasn't too luxurious but it wasn't too um decrepit you mm. know it was just just the right feeling for a, a fight camp you know yeah. everyone had their own little section it yeah. had a hot tub up on the roof so you guys would go for your run hit the beach you yep. at venice beach there that was really cold then hit the 10 degrees the, the amazing <laughs> um hot tub up on the roof and then uh that would obviously finish the day but you'd start the day with your Wim Hof breathing and everyone like you said that was in the house would uh would, would start the day with the Wim Hof breathing and some mindfulness practice and then during the day you around mid-morning you'd take him for his uh strength sort of yeah yeah, yeah yeah so um we worked in with his schedule with the boxing but yeah I sat down and worked out um what would be the best days and get the most out it was good to um, be around him the whole time and figure out, you know, what would um, work. Um, so yeah, and then we'd go um, and keep our strength training up and uh, in between there, just work on um, any little other areas uh, I felt that he needed to. His shoulders can get a little bit sore, so we were making sure we were um, getting into his, um, strengthening his rotator cuff and- Doing the general um, prep yeah, stuff. Yeah, all, all the general prep, uh, finishing up. Uh, making sure that he's feeling good, but um, you know he uh, sharpened up um the last two weeks, um, yeah. and um, basically um yeah it's very low volume with what we were doing, but um we were doing some contrast training um with him, and he really enjoys that. Um, I use what's called a dynameter over there, and the month before month before I went over, um, I did uh, testing with him. Um, and found his what's called st standard deviation um, with his grip strength and uh, um, it was 45 um, kilos and uh, it was a, it's a good way to um, find how he was feeling with his um, uh, essential nervous system making sure that um, he wasn't getting too fatigued while we were training hard yeah and then um, as we got close to the fight the goal was to get 10 percent on his standard deviation and he was smashing it, so it was so exciting to see him. Um, I promised him he would get to there with yeah. what we're doing, and it happened, and it was, yeah, it was cool to see. Because it's a fine line, isn't it, to uh, not uh, overtrain and have your nervous system uh, diminished, yeah. Yeah. and you're not gonna be firing at your best, so. And then obviously in the afternoon, he would just absolutely punish himself with yeah. Glenn with the, the specific boxing, so it was, there was never a shadow of a doubt that if it went the 12 rounds that Dennis wouldn't be fit enough. He, uh, no, that's right. He uh, was just incredible work ethic and uh, yeah, just uh, a, 
an absolute inspiration to uh, see how he, he prepares for a fight. And then, um, yeah, so then in, in the house, you know, um, then Rox would, would cook all the meals and um, it was all organic and all, you know, no processed foods and just... just it was unbelievable. Yeah. It was good. I miss it. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, and the funny bit was when I went to visit, yeah, Big Daddy was, uh, who just randomly picked them up from the airport, but it's funny how the universe works. You know, he then just become your full-time driver for the camp and just... Yep, stuck fit, around. Fitted straight in, didn't he? He was yeah. great. Yeah, but, no, I still talk to him now. Yeah. To let him know what's going on, because he's, yeah, he was still in contact, and he's keen to go wherever, the, any fights overseas, he's going to um, come and be the driver wherever <laughs> it is, so it's, it's pretty cool. Um, so let's, yeah, get to the fight, mate, and um, obviously it was always going to be a tough tough challenge to get a win by decision in Mexico and unfortunately that's just the corruption in boxing is 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 rife but um you know Dennis um you know from anyone that watched it knows that he won the fight for even you know uh, even for Mexicans and Americans to to say that Dennis won clearly shows that he did win the fight but um I suppose before we get to that yeah you how many days out from the fight did you go to Mexico? Uh, we went uh, on a fight. We fought on the Saturday night. We left on the Tuesday morning. So, yeah. yeah. Two, three, four, five days out. Yeah. And, and, um, and there was just a good feel that, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. So um, just when we got there, it was still all business. Like, uh, I didn't actually go out of the hotel where we I was with Dennis the yeah. whole time. So making sure that um, yeah, he got what he needed, and um, the motto was whatever it takes. So yeah, um, yeah, it was all business. It was good, and um, so then uh, yeah, it, uh, you know, it must have been pretty exciting to be part of the uh, the the build up and be part of in in uh, the actual room when Dennis is warming up and, and all the rest of it, and then um, you and Rocks carried the flags out to yeah, the ring, yeah, fortunate you know. enough to, um, Dennis asked, yeah, um, us to carry the flag out for him, which was, yeah, amazing feeling, um, I was very proud, um, proud of that, so, uh, yeah, to, to, uh, one thing to be, you know, there just to watch a world title fight a bit, yeah. but to be in the background of the prep and then to walk out of the ring that will be a one you know a memory you'll never ever forget you definitely won't forget and, um, my friend. and that's the thing about Dennis he's, he's a very humble fellow but takes nothing for granted and, and truly appreciative of of uh, all the help that to everyone that helped him get there and um, so then uh, yeah the fight obviously we won't go into it too much if for anyone that's you know, seen it on the news when yeah, uh, you, just you go back on YouTube, and, the yeah. Dennis Hogan fight, it'll come up, you can and, watch it. And, um, you know, the, there was the controversial, it was a, you know, split decision, and um, unfortunately, Mongoya got the, the decision, but, um, you know, everyone knows that Dennis won that fight, and, uh, yeah, from the highest of highs to the, the lowest of lows, because you were there firsthand to see the sacrifices and um, I suppose what uh, the, the work ethic that Dennis put in to, to get to that point then um, 
for it all to be taken away must have been pretty devastating. Yeah, it was it was very um, frustrating and but just having him so calm and um, he was amazing. So it settled a lot of us around him um, having him like that. I learned a lot of his reaction and um, yeah, how how to how to work um, after a devastation like that yeah it was um it was uh i don't know like uh i i don't know heaps about boxing uh but um like having being in the crowd and what and, and just the crowd's reaction after the fight uh like they knew that dennis had won and yeah seeing Mungia um put up dennis's arm um before they awarded the the decision, um, and I was just like, what the hell has happened here? <laughs> and uh, especially for a, a Mexican crowd, so for, this was Mongoya, Mexican, his first title defense in his home country, mm. and Mexico are just very passionate and, and uh, patriotic, you know, boxing fans. For them, you know, to be in a bit of disbelief shows, mm. you know. I was wearing a Hogan shirt, a green shirt, so, uh, the Me- Mexicans were coming up, shaking hand, saying, you know, you won that fight. Um, yeah. And, you know, congratulations. And and uh, I suppose the tough thing for Dennis is now he, he can't dwell on it as bad as, and, and he was, you know, he was robbed and all the rest of it, but where does he go from here and, and what's uh, what's the, the talk? <coughs> um, so he's... Um, promoters they're over in vegas um at, uh, tomorrow right they're going to meeting um, with, with golden Os- boy golden yeah. boy oscar yeah. de la hoya and um um we'll sort of have some more information after that meeting and so for those yeah they well, the talk is that um mongoya will you know agree to a rematch but mongoya uh, does struggle with the weight division a little mm. so and you know, he's a. This was his fourth title defense, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, and you know, he Dennis really exposed him. And Mongoy is the next big massive thing in, in boxing, especially for Golden Boy promotions. And uh, Dennis exposed him, so it would be a dangerous fight. And one, I just can't see them agreeing to fight Dennis again, especially mm-hmm. not in Mexico and you know somewhere else. So would it? Yeah. What? I imagine will happen Mongoya will go up and vacate the title and Dennis will fight someone else is that that's an well, option is it or that, that's yeah what's been said at the moment but to be honest I don't know what's going to happen it's yeah. boxing <laughs> boxing yeah anything, anything could happen but, um, and when's Dennis back into his training yeah well he is back next week yeah so he's had um, three weeks off yeah, and he's been doing a little bit. I've just been talking to him on WhatsApp while he's in Ireland. Just keeping the uh, legs turning over. Yeah, um, but yeah, we'll go back to a yeah, back to a not, um, general preparation phase and do some different stuff for him. Um, some different kind of conditioning and yeah, um, yeah, and yeah, back into the grind basically, and and ho- and just getting back into that maintenance phase and be ready to sort of kick in the gear when the next fight comes. Yep. And uh, so just uh, running out, you know, quick summary, Mohi, you're 
very busy. Obviously, you're, you're training some athletes, obviously, and and um, and uh, you obviously got a, a full book of coaching clients um, here at Functionwell, and then you're also um, the head strength and conditioning coach at the South Logan Magpies, which are one of the Broncos um, feeder sides in the Queensland Cup, and then you've got uh, residents camp coming up for origin so yeah from uh straight from a boxing camp in america into the residence camp so when do you go into the residence camp yeah um so heading to camp on this sunday yeah so um uh it's a standalone game this year it's not actually at the state of origin which, oh isn't it no so oh, but, um, i don't this sunday yeah but um uh it's played at redcliffe this year how come um, they're not having it as a curtain raiser to the origin? Um, well, they're going to, they'll have 16s, 18s, 20s. Right. Yeah. Oh, actually, one of the ladies, the ladies started origin at one of them, so... Yeah, right. It's unfortunate, but um, uh, it's always... This will be my fourth fourth camp, so yeah. I've done a couple of underage um, Queensland teams and yeah. had residents last year. Yeah. And uh, we had a shocking start to the game last year. Um, and I'm pretty fired up to um, make sure that doesn't happen um, this year. So, um, yeah, pretty pretty pumped to get into camp and um, and get these lads going. Get a win. Get a win, yeah. All right, mate. Well, uh, thanks for being on the podcast. And uh, I can't wait to see Dennis uh, get what he deserves and get that world title strap around him. So good luck with it all and uh, thanks for being on. Too easy. Thanks, guys.